Welcome to the GEB Johnson Podcast, Episode 19. GEB Johnson Consulting helps you find your purposeful career. Today's guest is Joel Quass from Good Management Is Not. He's had a management career with Costco and after retiring, he is now a career coach focusing on interviewing skills. I brought Joel on today because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not an expert in interviewing. And I know that my listeners, you all have heard a lot from me about resumes and cover letters and mindset, but not much about interviewing. Therefore, I have an interviewing expert on the show. Listen in. Welcome to GEB Johnson Podcast with your host, Janola Johnson. Here, you will hear about finding the right career to fit your purpose and mastering your mindset. This is where you will learn how to take control of your life and make it happen. the show Joel. Thank you so much for having me Janola. Okay I read over your impressive bio and I was very impressed to see that you have had a number of hats <laughs> in your okay. career <laughs> so can you tell us about that? Well I, I got my first job at age 10. I wanted to build model rockets and so I got a job delivering the Montgomery County Sentinel a weekly newspaper, and I was making uh, maybe $4 a month <laughs> and uh, started, uh, that was my first job, and I've been working pretty much ever since I was 10 years old uh, doing different things, okay. and worked my way through high school. Uh, in college, I was a chimney sweep. That was one of the ways I earned money to uh, go to college, and I've always had some sort of a side business in addition to my day job, so to speak. My brother and I created crossword puzzle greeting cards at one point and sold over 10,000 of those in uh, hospital gift shops around the uh, country. And uh, in 2010, about eight, nine years ago, I had uh, written a book on management and in promoting the book, I started realizing how much I had done in the way of hiring people and uh, the fellow that was helping with the ad copy kind of pointed out how that might be a good focus. And, and it really, you know, as you sit, as, as you've probably done too, you know, when you sit in an interview with somebody across the desk from you, you, know, you kind of wonder why they picked that shirt or, <laughs> or why, they didn't, uh, why they didn't do a little more research uh, you know, ahead of time uh-huh. uh, about the position. And that's kind of what got me into what I'm doing now, uh, having retired after 27 and a half years with uh, Costco Wholesale as a senior manager, mm-hmm. doing uh, this career coaching and um, interviewing resources and, and those sorts of things to help people understand what the process is and, and be effective in, in landing the job they would like to have and they probably deserve too. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So this 
got you into coaching for more with interviewing clients? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's, it started, uh, I took the interviewing skills workshop and, and course through the Professional Association of Resume Writers and Career Coaches. And that led to uh, the certification in resume writing. And then with about a year ago, I, I um, felt like the way I could best help my clients was to do more one-on-one -on -one in terms of career coaching and hand-holding. Hand <laughs> uh, as as they went through the process, and so I uh, took a course in the Global Career Development Facilitator um, program, and that gave me a structure for helping my clients more one on one, and that's been hugely successful for for my clients and given me a better structure for uh, now that I've retired from Costco and I'm doing this full time. It's been really helpful for me in in seeing what the best options are for each individual person to help them achieve their goals. Okay. So what is the one thing that one mistake that people make when they're interviewing? Well, when they're interviewing, they, they think it's about them. It's not about them at all. It's really about the hiring manager. It's about the company. It's about the company's pain point. You know, you've got to think back to why they might be hiring in the first place and, and why, is this position open and, and what skills and abilities do you have that could make you the person that could solve that problem and make the person who's interviewing you see you as the uh, best person to fill that position. And, and people just don't, a lot of times don't realize that and don't think about that ahead of time. And so they're more worried about, you know, how this job will look on their resume or it'll be 30 minutes closer to their house or, uh, it'll make their spouse happy because now they've got the job that they thought they should have had in the first place. And, and they don't really think about the hiring manager and, and the other side of the equation and, and how they would fit in to that company. Okay. So at what point should someone hire a career coach when they realize they need to find another job or about to lose their job or while they well, already have one? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a lot of times, uh, but really there's, there's really five. I, I've uh, written on this before. There's really five times when you should consider it. You know, if, if, if you've been working on landing a new job and you're really not getting anywhere, that's, that's one time. If you sent out like 143 resumes and you're not getting any any responses, that might be another time. Okay. Uh, if you're trying to make a major career switch, you know, pivoting from being a nurse to being a rocket scientist or mm -hmm. something along those lines where it's a huge shift from what you've been doing, uh, a lot of the times having a professional involved can help you think through that process. And, and what you talked about at the very beginning about interviewing, you know, you know, if, if you're paralyzed by interviewing and you're not really comfortable doing that, then that's another reason to do it. And then finally, uh, in terms of networking, if you'd rather have a root canal done than, than network, uh, then you probably should hire a professional to help you uh, think through that process a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Can we talk a little bit about people who realize they're in the wrong profession and want to change. So can you explain a little bit on maybe the attitude and mental and mindset shift that they should probably have? Absolutely. A lot of people come to me and, and in, in my training and my 
thinking about the whole structure of, of finding a job, uh, there's really five steps. And a lot of people come to me at, and they think they're at step three or four, which is, you know, creating a resume and, and, you know, just give me the resume. Once I get in the room, you know, I can wing it and I can take care of it. But really, you know, the, the very first step is, is figuring out how to ride that emotional roller coaster and, and managing your own fear and negative emotions. And, and that really, you know, so many people that I work with, even career professionals who have, you know, if you look at their resume, they've just done it all. You know, you'd just be impressed to be in the same room with them. But yet when you speak with them, when I speak with them one-on-one, -on -one, they are unsure about how to promote themselves and uncomfortable in doing that. So, so first they've got to figure that out. And then secondly, they have to define their goal. You know, what is it you want to do? You know, it, I forget who said it, something about if you uh, don't have a plan for, you know, you'll get there or anywhere you get there is where you'll be or something. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was, you know, and then there's a picture of uh, if you shoot an arrow and then put a circle target around it, you can hit it anytime. But, you know, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people just don't know that. And in fact, you know, if you think about it, we spend more time figuring out what we're going to get off of the value menu at Wendy's than we do about you know, uh, whether we should apply for a job. You know, st statistics say that it, it takes 60 to 90 seconds and people are already hitting send and they have really no clue as to whether that job is, is what is going to be right for them. And so that's, that's a huge thing. And then you get into the, the marketing of the uh, materials themselves, you know, the resume and the cover letters and those sorts of things and how you would position yourself within that. And then a lot of people never get around to writing down a, an action plan. They have some sort of a idea in their mind of what would be a good job for them or something they'd like to do or they'd be interested in, but they haven't really thought it through and more importantly, they haven't written it down. And so it's, it, you know, until you write it down and put in a step-by-step -step plan, you don't really have a, a, a actual plan. You just have a dream or a, or a goal or a, some sort of something out there. <laughs> okay. And then in the end, you know, the fifth step is really taking action. And, and so many people don't have a, a structured plan. And then, then they end up feeling guilty. If they're, if they're out with family, they feel like they should be job hunting. And if they're job hunting, they feel like they should be with family. And, and one of the things I do with my clients is we, we put together what I call a six-second action plan. And then they have a weekly plan. And they also take maybe the, you know, there's 12, to kind of digress a little bit, there's 12 ways I feel like to, that you can land a job. And, and you first need to decide out of those 12 ways how many are you going to use? You know, are you going to do networking? Are you going to go to a one-stop center? Are you going to look at the classifieds? Are you going to career fairs? Are you going to do volunteer work? You know, how, how many of these types of activities are you going to do? And then how many hours a week are you going to devote to each of these activities? And if you put that into a written structure for the week, um, then when you're doing that, you know, you don't have to feel guilty because you, now you've scheduled time for yourself for later in the week, you've scheduled time with family and friends. And so when you're doing each of those activities, you can be 100% in that activity. That's true. Why do you think people ha do not have an idea of their dream job? You know, it's like you, you get, you come out of high school, leave the college and you just take something. <laughs> It may or may not be in your major, and 
then you, you know, continue to progress in that career and you realize about halfway through 10 or 15 years later, oh, this is not where I want to be. So how, how do we end up like that? Well, I, I don't think we do a very good job as educators as, and even as family in, in, in talking through what is important in, in our work-life balance. And, and so we do end up, you know, I've, I ended up in, in management with Best Products because I took a summer job with a fellow that I knew from college. His father owned a marina, and I was building decks and piers for, for, as a summer job, and my wife was actually the, the pool lifeguard manager for, this, for the summer, and so the two of us had work. And I got introduced to a senior VP with uh, Best Products, and he knew I was going to be graduating, and he suggested I come look at, at what they were doing. And, and so there wasn't really you know, my political science degree went out the window, and I ended up in, in management, sure. So, uh, yeah, exactly. It, 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 there isn't a real structure you know, in classes in in. And there are college guidance counselors, there's high school guidance counselors, uh, there's you and I doing these career types of services where people would seek us out, but that's, that's not the norm, unfortunately. And, and, you know, just like there's not really a course on how to balance your checkbook or how to you know, make brownies at, at school anymore, there, there isn't really a, a big focus on how to get the best career for you. There's a, there's, you know, get a job, get a job, get a job, but it's not really you know, what would make you fulfilled in your career? What would make you the happiest? And, and how can you balance that against um, your living expenses and, and life in general? So, Do you think that people are starting to take more um, notice to that now compared to years earlier? Are people wanting to have more work-life balance compared to maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago? Oh, absolutely. You know, if you look at, if, look at my children and and their expectations of their career you know i have a son and his wife and they're in boston and and they've they've worked out a relationship uh with their employers where they're they can work from home if they need to and and they you know some of these companies now have unlimited uh vacation time and a structure i mean the one of the first jobs my son had in in boston they had a tap a beer keg in the in the corner of the loft, you know. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, not that anybody really used it, but uh, you know, it was there, and and that was part of the uh, the culture. And and so I, I think the I think the pendulum's swinging back the other way, from uh, you know where it was all about the company and you know one one job for life kind of thing. And my my career of 27 and a half years with Costco is is not going to be what my children and and particularly their children are going to experience. You know, the pro protein workforce is, is that whole life balance thing is changing and people are going to be expected to move within their careers and, and do different things at different times and be more in charge of their own destiny uh, than they were, you know, if you work for life and then you get a gold watch in the retirement plan at the end kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, Joel, what steps do you take when someone is coming to you and wanting to achieve their goals? What, what is the first thing that you do? I know you mentioned your six and 12 step program, but what is one of the first things that you do? I know you don't just start with the resume because 
Then right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people that's that's where they want to start. And I feel like I feel like when, when that's all that they want to do, it's it's like giving them a band-aid, you know, putting a band-aid on the problem. You know, it you know, you put a little cream on and a band-aid on and it stops it from bleeding and, and hurting for the moment, but it doesn't really fix the big problem. And so we really start with, with goals and uh, uh, you may be aware of the online resources ONET where you know, there's a lot of free assessments and there's a lot of tools available to people. And so oftentimes we'll start there. ONET has a great 87 question little test and you just answer the questions and then it gives you kind of a general feel for you know, people with your background uh, generally are more comfortable in these types of occupations and then you can drill down from there, but it gives you a kind of a starting point for what types of positions excite you, what types of positions scare you, <laughs> <laughs> where you might feel challenged and, and where you might fit in and you know, people with your skills and abilities hold these types of positions. And so that's, that's often the starting point is just to recognize where you are uh, second, you know, it's really important to understand the resources you have for the job search. You know, if you're if you're being laid off and you're getting a severance package and you've got six months worth of income, then you then that's different than somebody who lost their job today. The company just went out of business, and you know they they don't have much in the way of savings. Uh, so you know their expectations and their focus may be a little different than somebody who has more time. You know. Uh, whether you want to move or not you know, plays a factor in that. Whether you're willing to to leave and go somewhere else, or whether you know your the jobs in that town are, are what your expectations are that you can get because that's you're not going to move because of family or or whatever the issue is. So there's all sorts of other things that that play into the decisions that people make about their jobs and and where they get started. So we try and clear all of that and, and have some clear expectations on, on their time frame and their resources and what makes them happy. And then from there, we kind of go into looking at particular industries and then positions and then the tactics for how to uh, best go after the types of positions in the companies that they're looking for. Okay. Okay. So that's good. That's good. Okay. Well, Joe, do you have anything else you would like to share? Well, I, I just, one last thing, you know, the number okay. one mistake people make in their resumes, I feel like I just want to oh, yeah, address that. that. Um, and I thought that was a great question for you to have, uh, is that people often put a list of responsibilities in their, in their resume. And while you know, maybe not everybody understands what, you know, your job entails, the person doing the interviewing often does, and they'd be more interested in not what you did, but how you did it. And so a resume that has accomplishments in it and success stories, and, and if you can quantify that, that's even better, is really what's going to get the attention of a hiring manager. And I think so many people overlook that and, and don't see the importance of that, and they have a hard time even remembering it. And that's why you know, I spend a lot of time with my clients just kind of poking them a little bit, well, you did this, but how did you do that? You know, and if you and I were going to be interviewing for a job as a waiter or waitress in a restaurant, on paper, we'd look the same as far as responsibilities. We'd both have, we'd be giving, taking drink orders. We'd be uh, bringing the bread. We'd be serving the entrees. We'd be busting the tables at the end. But if uh, we looked at your accomplishments, you might 
be getting 30% tips and, and people stand in line on Tuesday night because they know you're working. And I'm on the reverse, I'm lucky to have a job. The owner's wife won't let me be fired because she feels sorry for me. You know, so accomplishment wise, it, it really can make you stand out. So I think that's really important. Other than that, I, I really appreciate Janola, you're taking the time to interview me today. Uh, hopefully your audience gets a lot of value out of this. I'm pretty sure they do. I do have three rapid fire questions for you. Go for it. Okay. The first one, cats or dogs? Dogs. Okay. Why? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I've had cats all my life and I, and I do like cats, but my dogs just, they've, they love me. Okay. <laughs> I love but, them. It's so much fun. Hey, cats is the opposite. They well, are. Cats are independent. They, they are very independent. They, are, they have their own life and way of thinking. And they own you. Sure. <laughs> okay. The second question, what place or places are on your travel bucket list? Oh, China. I oh. want to get there a while before we make a Madden. They won't let us come. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and my last question is, what is your purpose? My purpose is to help people find theirs and be as happy in, in their work as I am in, in what I'm doing. That's where I feel like I can offer people value and positiveness and that they can uh, hopefully find the same thing in, in being associated with me. Okay, awesome. I that's my purpose too. I want people to ha be happy to get up on Monday. <laughs> it's Friday. We're recording this on a Friday, but you know, a lot of people like to get up on Friday, but I actually get actually now enjoy getting up on a Monday. So, that's good. Awesome. So, Joel, can you tell us where that someone can find you or connect with you if they want to help them with their services, with your services? Yeah, you can find me at 6-2nd-resumes.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn at Joel Quas, uh, on Twitter at Joel Quas or at 6-2nd. And I'm also on Pinterest these days, too. So it's ah. uh, a new okay. platform I've found. And uh, I, I have, as of this morning, 338,800 followers. So. Oh, wow. Awesome. 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 <laughs> I that happened, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know me either. I, 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 I'm on Pinterest as well. And I was kind of fooling around with it a little bit. And then I went in there one day to make a pin of something that I was posting and I saw, Oh, I have a lot of followers. So yeah, it's, it, it, they just happen overnight. It seems like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, well, Joel, I appreciate this interview with you, and I wish you the best in your career, and I appreciate you helping people, because not one person can do this, and everyone has a different personality, so, you know, we'll see. Thank you so much, Janola. You've been wonderful to talk with. Okay, thank you, Joel. Goodbye. Goodbye. I hope this helps you today and I hope to see you uh, next week. Please join my newsletter to get updates on a regular basis twice a month. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And I'd love to see you in one of my webinars and hope to see you next week. Bye.